0: you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to Uh. monday.com can't hit the high notes anymore
1: never could could. (laughs) kid
0: that was my (laughs) gig
1: Dramatic weekend in this cinch Celtic get a late goal to overcome Motherwell New contracts for Matt O'Reilly New contracts for Rio Hotati. And I think that just about covers it <laughs> um, I'm your host Jamie And I'm joined by Martin Melly Oh yes And Stephen What a weekend hey. <laughs> What a weekend we're going, be, we're going to be stuck for things to talk about I hope we can pack in a little ag- I've got a little agenda item written down here That I'm just hoping we've got enough time to sneak in <laughs> Towards the end of the podcast But first of all Celtic business Martin Melly and Celtic did the business
2: Just, they got the business Mm. done right at the death. Falling on from last season, we never stop and Celtic kept going. It was, looked like a sucker punch towards the end, 95th minute, but Celtic do what Celtic do and go up and get the winner.
1: Let's make we never stop a thing again, (laughs) Stephen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, bring that trademark back. What what an end it was. I mean, it it was a bit of a long afternoon, bit of a strange game really in some ways. A lot of nothing to the game, but what a dramatic ending. And that's, no one's ever going to remember that it was a dull game up to that point. We only remember the fact that it was an absolutely dramatic last gasp, incredible winner, fans on the pitch and everything. Two sets of fans on yep. the pitch separately <laughs> within within yes. minutes. It, it had shades of both Ross County, that Ralston last minute mm-hmm. winner. Those, when you look back across the season, what I'm getting at with the, nobody's going to remember it was quite boring, is you look back across the season, you can sometimes identify the massive results that came from nowhere. That sometimes fingers crossed led to winning a title. That was one of those moments, and it also reminded me of, um, and for for different reasons, it reminded me of Fur Park away in Brendan Rodgers' first yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So that was about December. Uh, I remember that, and it was the first time that Celtic had looked like they were about to lose a game for the first time. Because yeah, the, that was the first time with the with the, the invincible. We weren't talking about that just yet because it was still relatively early in the season. But we hadn't lost a game yet. That was the first time it looked in, in danger. And what I remember thinking was because that was similarly that was an early kickoff. And I remember thinking, was it Rogic or Armstrong that got the last goal? Rogic. Yeah, Rogic. So he get the last, the last goal. And I remember thinking to myself, the Bears are going to be spewing, <laughs> grabbing their jackets, heading for the subway, going to their game. And they're going to be absolutely raging. And sure enough, it was a, it was very reminiscent of that. Just when you
2: mentioned the Ralston one, there, it's always weird seen that goal because in the build up to it it's Owen Moffat that plays it out oh, to Tom yeah. <laughs> Rogic. what was going on there?
0: That? that was December time as well. Those feel like they're in completely different eras, yeah. like Tom mm. and Owen Moffat, it's, it's when you look back to lineups from years ago, I can't believe that Bellamy and Janino played in the same team and sure <laughs> enough they did, Bellamy and Honcho and guys like that <laughs>
1: we're going to have that this year with James Forrest. <laughs> oh, exactly, okay. like, He was still there. <laughs> he just transcends
2: the, the genres, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> he's always there. First up, at the weekend, but the weekend was brilliant because it could have been also oh different. We could have been sitting here two points ahead if we had to drop points and then Rangers had a went and won. But you just knew when Celtic got that victory, like, they kind of needed that, didn't they? Mm. They needed an incentive to go there and support their team because as soon as it doesn't go right, they'll turn on them and lo and behold, things turned out well for us. But Celtic, we we kept going and when you watch, you can watch it straight from kick-off after we lose the goal. We don't panic. We don't panic and this is something that's been bred into Celtic over the years. Like, you play your football and that's when you find the opening. Shelling that into the box. It gets cleared away, doesn't it? But Celtic kept trying to play the football, what the opening. Pandemonium at the end, man. It <laughs> was brilliant. Matt O'Reilly, I've never knowing a guy at Celtic that's got so much going for him man, mm. <laughs> good looking boy, good at football, gets a new contract and then gets a 97th minute winner the day he signs it. It's unbelievable stuff.
0: Changes the course of history for another club perhaps with that mm. goal as well because we never know. It's fun to speculate because you know, getting that well, late yeah. winner did that set things set things awry across the city as well who knows
1: Matt O'Reilly's turned into uh, just a very very important player for us we said last week is he the best is he the best player in the league at the moment but I don't think there's there's really anything against him he's he's absolutely critical for Celtic and he's playing some brilliant
2: stuff oh he's great great to watch and even Saturday wasn't his best game turns up with the goods doesn't he Mm. turns up with the goods and it's something we We always asked for Matt O'Reilly towards the end of last season, he's got to get more goals and now that he's doing that there's not much more you can ask of him, him and McGregor brilliant in there so far this season, O'Reilly's been ahead of McGregor to be honest, McGregor's had some poor games but O'Reilly's been consistent, he was fairly consistent last year but just didn't have that, that extra bit and now he's getting that, it's great to see and look getting the new contract as well is brilliant. I don't think it means too much in the long run, but at the end of the day, it just means Celtic either get more money and probably a bit more time, or if he doesn't turn out to go down to England, Celtic get a good player for a long time. Well,
1: what's an interesting thing Melly's brought up because the sort of Celtic model is you keep these players for a year or so, or 18 months, or two years at most, and then we move them on. And then, yeah. you know, I don't think there's any denying that we're kind of getting used to that model. We're not getting used to it. I mean, it's not the model I want to particularly see at Celtic. I would like to see a sort of blend where we hold on to some of our best players and then there are a select few that move on and don't. But Matt O'Reilly's sort of fallen into the camp where I think everybody was in pretty much agreement that he's a guy that we're going to potentially struggle to hold on to. Yeah. The same as Rio Hattati. Then he signs this new contract, which presumably is, an, well, it's definitely an extension, presumably an increase in wages. And then there's that question, does it keep him at the club longer? In my personal view, I think maybe it does. I think if we are talked as representatives and they're making noises about wanting to move on in January or next summer, we're no bother. We're not going to bother. Why would we? Why would we pay him yeah. an extra, whatever, 10 grand a week or 8 grand a week for the next couple of weeks if he's going to leave in January or if he's going to leave in the summer? But with this contract, he's now maybe committed to Celtic for another year, yeah. maybe another 18 months on top of that. Maybe that's me being, you know, the, 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 the negative, perhaps, maybe the positive is as he said himself, he loves playing football, he loves being part of Celtic, he knows he's at a big club, he's in the Champions League and now he's getting wages on a par with maybe what's available to him down south and he's he's quite happy to stay.
2: And yeah. national might be calling the yeah. next yeah. week or so as
0: well. It's a good place for him to be and I actually don't mind that other aspect of it as well despite the fact that we're looking at it from Celtic's point of view. I actually don't mind just paying these guys what they're worth yeah, for the I, time being as well. Having a guy like Matt O'Reilly who may well go on if he if he if his current trajectory continues and he ends up potentially leaving one day, then he, there's no reason to disbelieve that he would be a 60, 70 grand a week footballer elsewhere. Mm. So I don't have a problem with us acknowledging that we can't pay that obviously, but here's, here's a, here's the going rate at a club like Celtic, where you play every single game. I don't have a problem with doing that. How it protects Celtic is that, yes, I don't see him staying forever. Five years doesn't necessarily mean five years, but it, it, To my mind, he's not going to leave now. He's not going to leave in January. He's not going to maybe even leave next summer unless some offer comes in that nobody can turn down. The club can't turn down. He can't turn down. Unless that happens, unless it's one of those ones that comes out the blue, blue, like Jota, that, for example... Where it was life changing money for that guy, and it was a, a decent you know, amount of money for for the club as well. That's the only reason that Matt O'Reilly and the, a lot of the guys who have extended recently will will leave the club. Celtic are in an extremely good position now. And we're that's... not going to be we're not going to be losing anyone that we can't afford to to lose at the drop of a hat, unless it's a silly offer.
1: And that's the other aspect, doesn't it? You'd presume Celtic would be saying to his agents, "For talking sake, right?" Well, previously we were going to offer you. You know, we would have accepted bids around six, seven, eight million pound for Matt, but if he's on this new deal, you know it's twelve million or eight or he has to yeah. stay. And it, it's an open conversation, and everybody's part of it.
0: Yeah, and, it, and as far as letting him go or losing him goes, I, I was put in mind when he signed the new contract and his form recently. I was put in mind of that. Do you remember in the sort of dying days of the transfer window? There was that bid from Leeds, allegedly again, potentially just your sort of paper talk at the time. But I remember us talking about it at the time on uh, I think one of our Patreon properties where we were talking about the the shape of the squad and we were just like, look, we we can't even entertain this. We can't even entertain the idea of losing Matt O'Reilly. And there was talk about 10 million, which I I don't really care about that much, but I thought that was silly. I thought that was sort of insulting to Mm. to think that Celtic would part with a player um, for 10 million pounds. But then there is that balance where... If he's if we're knocking back bids of ten million for him, why am I still on five or six grand a week? Yeah, as it would have been from MK Dons or whatever. I'm only speculating on that. But I remember thinking there's no way we can entertain that. Not only because it's a it's it's a derisory bid in my opinion, but we cannot lose a guy of that importance because at that point we were worried about losing Hatati. Yep. We had already lost Jota, Moy, Starfield. We we're just like absolutely no enough, chance. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we had, and that I suppose if Celtic knock back a bit of 10 million, there's nothing stopping Leeds coming back and off on 15, 16. And at th- that point, Celtic are seriously tempted. So I'm glad that it was just shut down there and then and we can get on with this season. And the the signing of a new contract, it's it's just good news. We spoke about this a wee bit last week when we were talking about, given we, we didn't know that this was in the offing, but we spoke about, mm. I think you, Jamie, said that the only conversation you want to hear about Matt O'Reilly is the, the signing of a new contract. We spoke about how well, it's just nice. It's just quite a... It's just quite a boost for for the fans to hear mm-hmm. that these guys are committing their, at least their short-term future to the club when they're just surrounded by speculation all the time. We're in a situation now where all of our best players are always going to be surrounded by speculation, but as soon as Kyogo signed that contract, it's dead. Like yep. No and, one talks about it anymore. And that's also the
1: benefit of having a good manager in. That, uh, <laughs> that players are prepared to commit their future to a club that they sees going places with a manager who for a I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth here but they're looking at a manager like Brendan Rodgers
0: and going he's not a fraud. <laughs> no, clearly, clearly, and he, and he demonstrates that by his performance and actions and words. Yeah. Yeah, he does, he does that. He pro- proves time and again that he's not a fraud.
2: Yeah, he talks a good game and he backs it up, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's good to see. do not talk too much though. No. no, no, just just the right amount, <laughs> just the right amount and with the right amount of spittle in his mouth <laughs> as well. Do you, I was going to ask you, do you think the Brendan Rodgers had an effect on it because we heard rumblings about like Matt O'Reilly, don't didn't get on Manch, but he, prefers playing under a guy like Rodgers. Do you think the pool of Rodgers has maybe seen him go, oh, look, this guy can develop me for a season and then we'll... But, I think well, he'll...
1: I was thinking about this and I think the answer The short answer is yes, but I think the long answer is what Celt- the best Celtic can maybe try and create, given that we still play in Scotland, is like, like a small sort of English club, English Premier League club that aren't in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? We can bring in Premier League managers, we can have Premier League facilities, we can play in the Champions League and we can't play Premier League wages... But if Matt O'Reilly's getting offered 30-odd grand down south and we are paying more, playing, if we're paying him rather, more or less 30 grand a year here, you're kind of creating... <laughs> a, a year? I hope
0: it's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say a year? <laughs> All right,
1: I meant to say here. year. Right, we we're kind of creating... Bloody Laurel again. Another, <laughs> <laughs> he'll have it and he'll be happy about it. <laughs> we're sort of creating a tiny wee Premier League or Upper Championship Club up, up here in Scotland where they added the bonus to the Champions, the Champions League thrown in. So I think, aye, I think to answer the question, I think that Brendan Rogers does make a difference because it's a, it's a signing with intent and when you're working under Brendan Rogers and you see how he works and you see how he, professional he is and you see how he's a top class manager, you can think to yourself, yeah, I want to, I want to stay here. I want to hang about a bit.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm encouraged that Celtic are, are throwing good money at the players that are worth it. As I said earlier, I don't, I don't mind at all just giving players contracts because people, There's always Uh, a, 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 well... (laughs) James McCarthy. Yeah, James James McCarthy, James Forrest, uh, Anthony Ralston. I know (laughs) (laughs) you don't like that last one, but I I don't mind that they they do this because uh, there was a lot lot of um, disgruntlement, if that is indeed a word, Mm. um, about the the financial announcements that were in the press recently about Celtic having an awful lot of money in the bank. Now, I don't disagree with that. I think people are quite right to point at the the transfer dealings that we did in the window and I'm not going to drag us back into that we've talked to death about the transfer window right but I know I think people were right to be quite annoyed about that and then they revealed that we've got 70 million in the bank or something like that but what I would say is that extending all these contracts costs a lot as well see if you're see if you're given it We must have Im- improved the, the contracts of what, six, seven, eight players already just in the last year or so. That's going to cost millions of pounds to do because they'll all be on extra tens of thousands a, a week probably. So th- they seem to be doing the right thing s- to an extent with the money in that they're doing this and s- safeguarding the squad against any sort of emergencies that might yeah. happen and, and unexpected bids and you know, it just shuts the speculation down. Transfer fees, slightly different but I'm not really so bothered about that just now now that the transfer windows away but they are spending the money the right way and getting these guys A, what they're worth and B, tied down for a th- longer. I think these
1: things are a dialogue now as well. It's not like he's refusing to sign a contract right immediately sell him. Now I knew that was Andrew's approach and I'm sure that's the approach you want to take with some players to so make it absolutely clear and their agents make it absolutely clear look we're not signing a new deal at Celtic. Cool. Well our yeah. job here is to sell you as quick as possible but with things like Hatati who signed a new deal it was pretty obvious that he wanted to wait and see what came in for the summer. And it seems like we were quite happy to do that. So we ran that experiment. Hatati got to run that experiment and then we make him an offer. We say, look, here's a new contract. Here's increased money. But from our point of view, again, you'd expect Miley Celtic to say, before, remember when your agent was out in the summer and you asked us how much we wanted? We said seven. Well, now it's 15. And now we're not prepared to look at any offers until not next summer, but the summer after. And I think that's the the give and take that Celtic are going to get. You're not necessarily tying these guys down for the full length of the contract. Although, you know, you, never, you might just get a player who, like, Matt O'Reilly might just be happy to stay. I doubt it. If he's ambitious and he wants to move, fair enough. But he seems to be enjoying his football. Hatati kind of has made it clear that he has other ambitions in his career. But there's a give and take. You get the contract, we get to keep you for another year or so, plus we get more money if we sell you.
2: Yeah, it's all circumstances, isn't it? There's players that have been at Celtic for longer than you would have thought because teams just don't come in for them or whatever. Depends on your age. Do teams really come in for a, a real hitati or Kyogo's a bit older as well. So it just depends on what happens. But with these contracts, everyone's a winner, aren't they? They mm-hmm. just Celtic, have oh, got them locked down. There's not going to be any sort of chat from now in January. Oh, he's wanting away. He's not putting in the performances. All Celtic's big assets and beyond really. Celtic don't have anything to worry about bar a goalkeeper really. And that's a 36-year-old so you'd expect Celtic to have to deal with that anyway. So we've got all our best players tied down for a long, long time. Even guys like Maeda, Abada, who you wouldn't really be too bothered about, that are all tied down. So we're keeping the core of a squad, and if not, get good money for them and everybody's laughing. And even you can just see O'Reilly and Hattie. As soon as they finish, Walls gazed that and he's <laughs> away laughing down the corridor. But they play to Celtic, they're, they're getting it done. The when you look at the squad now, you're now looking at MDLs and it's only really Carter Vickers and he only signed last summer, so Mm. it's not anything pressing, but there's still things to be done in the squad, still a few players to come and go, but... The main guy's in there, all tied down. And William Scales, it. is he next? I was no. going to say, that the
0: fans have gone contract wild yeah. there as well because I see with every uh, every announcement, every notification that pops up that someone has signed a new contract, everybody's in there with naming some other player, right? Him next. And it's like, we're just going crazy for for That's, what, that's, what, you that's what
1: you play football on, isn't it? Yeah. When you have a good season, you <laughs> go through all your best players and you make sure they've got all the good contracts.
0: Another aspect that I'd maybe been thinking about as well, is there, is there sometimes maybe a... A stain in Scotland tax as well, where we're having to give players a wee bit of a, an extra kickback in order to sort of keep them happy with so. the the reality of playing in Scotland. Now, of course, playing at a club like Celtic is is brilliant for these players, but we have gotten into the mindset in recent seasons where we're only going to get them for one and a half, two seasons at the most and then we'll shift them on. Maybe there's a slight shift towards we'll keep you a wee bit longer, we'll give you extra money. We we know that it's not that much fun playing against Frost County. for No no disrespect and all that, but playing, playing on plastic pitches for... Six times a season and all that. We know, we, we know the realities here. So here's a here's an extra a wee kickback in well, there.
1: That's kind of what we're saying, I suppose. The, when I was saying about bin, 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 building a mini English club up yeah. in Scotland, just sort of looking at an English proposition and saying, what are they offering you? Right, where well, we can pretty much tick all those boxes for you. If it's not the Premier League, we can pretty much tick every other box.
2: Yeah, and look, Celtic are in a, a strong position now, and we've been speaking about it a lot. with certain players over the last couple of years, how it seems to be diminishing the amount of time you get to keep them at the club but maybe Celtic are doing everything they can to try and change that because mm. come the next uh, window O'Reilly and Hattati will have been here two years and then you'd expect them with these new deals to be here till at least the summer probably beyond. so you're looking at they two getting two and a half years Carter Vickers you, three years because of the loan and all that what Kyogo will be three years by the end of this so Celtic are managing to press this on because they're doing everything right, they're bringing players in, they're hitting the ground running, right, here's a new contract, here's hundreds of trophies, here is the Champions League football, where else are you going to get that? The answer for these guys is not a lot of places unless they're the creme de la creme, so I think Celtic are breeding this place where an environment where guys can thrive and then do this for two three seasons and then go, do you know what, I think it's time to move on, or I'm happy enough here. And I, I, don't think the nearly... key, I
1: think the key for Celtic is though, within that extra year they're staying, you are developing them into a better player. You're you're taking what was a seven million pound player and turning them into a fifteen or twenty million pound yeah. player. It's not just the same guy that's staying an extra year because really, Celtic survive and Celtic are going to thrive by making money on this player trading that everyone talks about and that's the model Celtic need to do so it's not just a case of keeping them for the sake of keeping them it's investing in your asset it's improving that asset it's getting more money 12 months down the line rather than cashing in early and maybe not getting so much that's the that's all the thinking about it that's the key to doing it right
2: yeah you're right and I think the the thing as well is that Celtic were in a position in the summer where manager leaves a lot of players might think maybe this is my time to go and then bang you bring in Brendan Rodgers wait hold on a minute maybe I do want to work under this guy looking at it Champions League trying to invest in all the facilities and all that and you're going do you know what am I going to get much better than this right now do I want to go down to a championship team like Leeds where I'm a chance of getting up but that league's brutal so for guys like Matt O'Reilly it's probably now Premier League or nothing or top five leagues or nothing or else I'd rather stay at Celtic
1: and listen uh, you know we, we we lost Ange Postacoglu who was a top manager and we are going and bring in another top manager it's not easy we're to an ha- elite now yeah it's not happy to hire good managers uh, <laughs> right we're going to have to talk about the Motherwell game um, Stephen you were saying that you were quite impressed with some of Scott Bain's performance yeah, in the game
0: yeah I thought he did quite well he stepped up when needed two or three quite competent saves one quite impressive save I thought do you think he
1: so, made any sort of case
0: uh, well, it, it's turning... It's looking like Sigrist is a complete write-off now. Um, he has not really even even sort of ticked any boxes of what it says in the tin really he was brought to the club boxes on the tin yeah. <laughs> he's not ticked any box <laughs> mm. any boxes mm. of what it Aye. says on the tin yeah. I do listening back to last week's episode as well I noticed that I said on two occasions uh, tools in the arsenal yeah. <laughs> did you I mean crucially you don't want any tools in your no. arsenal you want weapons in the arsenal <laughs> and tools in your toolbox imagine that. Or the, the enemies coming over the hill guys what have mm. you got a garlic press <laughs> <laughs> it's a garlic press a tool yeah, yeah, it. a it's a kitchen just <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah! Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a device. Uh, <laughs> but, right, so t- ticking boxes on the tin, whatever mm. the that it was, I said that he's a guy who was brought in to be the sort of second choice, if not even challenging Joe Hart. He hasn't even challenged Scott Bain. No. He hasn't even sort of bothered Scott Bain for his position. So I think we can sort of move mentally, move on from Seagars ever taking anything really from from Scott Bain. So Scott Bain is. A flawed goalkeeper. Let's let's put it kindly. I think he's he's never really going to be first choice. But if he, I you were going to say flawed genius. <laughs> <laughs> <A> flawed... <laughs> flawed... Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine. Melly's a benny. <laughs> a flawed genius of a goalkeeper. Now, but if he comes in every so often, he came in at the end of last season. It was that Hibs, uh, yeah, that fiasco where he mm-hmm. like one, one in for a, a, a shot from miles out, I think it was. Um, but you're always going to get that. He's Goalkeeper is even it's even worse than the rest of the positions where we talk about. But how do you get two top class players for right back? How do you get two top class left backs when one is going to be on the bench all the time? And what we've just talked about, you need to come to Scotland and sit on the bench. It's very difficult to strike that balance. Goalkeepers are even that's even more difficult to do because he's barely going to play. So you're, you're never going to get a, a really good backup goalkeeper. When was the last time we had a, with two really good goalkeepers at Celtic? I'm sure there will be examples. I
1: can't Brendan Rodgers' initial interview, he might have even called Scott Bain he's a good second-slash-third-choice goalkeeper. I'm pretty sure that was the words he used. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, Cheers,
0: boss. Uh, But it does, okay, on occasion. It it comes in, (laughs) I mean, it it does. It comes in, and if that's the level of performance we can get out of him...
1: He signed a new contract recently. Yeah, Yeah, he did, yeah. I know, (laughs) there
0: we go. Um... If if he can come in and do that, he's barely going to play throughout a season. He's not going to keep his place. I mean it's like I've seen it debated where like Scales has been relatively competent. He's still he's still got a mistake in him, right, mm-hmm. Scales, but I I do give him credit for how good he's been in, in important games for Celtic recently. But the debate then develops into should he keep his place when others are back and the answer's no because yeah. it's, it's, there, there are limits that you do have first choice players at a, at a certain point competition is good but you're never going to necessarily upset that, that that completely you're never going to start playing Scott Bain at the expense of Joe Hart so if you get the odd good performance out of him I'm happy with that so, per season
1: so we'll get just let me run that. so we'll get Scott did Greg Taylor get a your contract recently? I think it was Andrew's first season wasn't it? So he's got and Ralston Yep, Kyogo Welsh. Welsh. Who else? Forrest. Last Forrest. Hatati. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. McGregor. Maeda. Mag- M- McGregor. Who cares on that? Oprah Winfrey in that moment? <laughs> you
0: get a new contract. I say, we must, must be throwing fortunes at this. It, it all adds up. Like, people talk about the money in the bank as if it only goes on transfer fees, but we're spending fortunes on wages. Jesus,
1: Scott
2: Millie. <laughs> it was decent enough, wasn't he? I don't think there's any performance from him that he can put in that you say, oh, he should be playing ahead of Joe Hart. I just don't think it's going to happen. The only way he maybe gets in is, I know, Joe Hart injury or no suspension, or if Joe Hart starts to look like Alan McGregor, no. for example, <laughs> then. But I just don't see God it. God help him. I, I think if I think Joe Hart could never be that angry, could he? No. Uh, so I think if Joe Hart was to develop a lot of issues like Mal McGregor, then that's the only way he's getting into it. But I just don't see it thinks out it'll address it come January maybe even the summer a goalkeeper so Scott Bain will be there longer than Joe Hart probably be there longer than Seagreist and that's the performances he puts in when he comes in brilliant
1: We're brought to you today by Manscaped Who's taking a step up from Balloween oh dear me To bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen So this season no need to toil and trouble Manscaped's all new handyman ...is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring compact design and next-generation skin-safe technology, The Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without a mess of a traditional shave. Get a sweet treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, for 20% off,
0: plus free shipping. It may be spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with a scraggly beard. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. Are you tired of a bad razor making your neck look like a scary movie? With the Handyman's skin-safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. That's right, your Halloween costumes may take effort, but beard grooming doesn't need to when you can get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard.
1: Can I just say something Stephen Manscaped This isn't in the read But they actually sent us This box oh. product And I've been using it And it's actually good
0: You look fantastic Thanks Jay. very
1: much And genuinely It is really good Get 20% off And free shipping With the code Tims At manscaped.com That's 20% off Free shipping At manscaped.com When you use the word Tims For a look As sweet as candy Get yourself The handyman From Manscaped I suppose one of the talking points for the game was I mean, Celtic's performance wasn't absolutely smashing, but we don't want to put too much of a Debbie Downer on it. But the the fact of the matter is, it wasn't that good a performance. I think a lot of our problems come from the wingers, though. As much as I like Yang, I think he's enthusiastic. I I need to admit myself without becoming, without making the guy a bit of a meme. The quality's not quite there with Yang yet, yeah. is it? And Maeda, as Stephen said before we came on to the podcast, Maeda was just doing Maeda things. Yeah, doing dies and shit, we? yeah, yeah. He was doing dies and shit for a lot of the game
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know what you're going to get from Maeda, and that's you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to with him because, like I said last week, every big game, whether it be Rangers, going down to 10 men, Champions League, he's one of the first names in the team sheet. But games like this, it's just isn't in the game. For him. We did get a good goal against Motherwell last season, but. Celtic were flying at the time and while Celtic haven't got that balance in the team yet um, look we're seven points clear it's tremendous the meltdown after the derby and at the weekend have been Mm. apocalyptic absolutely class to watch but I'm still keeping a slight eye on Celtic I'm a bit worried a lot of our goals the one against Rangers the Kyogo one against Aberdeen the two goals here we're not creating a lot of chances they're Mm, coming from a bit fortunate some of these goals or killer instinct from Kyogo or the other team making a mistake I need to see Celtic creating more chances and I worry about it we mentioned it on the big match build up I don't know what the right blend of wingers we've got right now Maeda we know what he's going to do or we don't know what he's going to do I should say but on the other side Yang, I, I'm just not sure he's ever going to be good enough to hold down a starting slot for Celtic. I've seen him enough of him now to go, Do you know what, maybe. And now I'm more leaning towards, I don't think he's going to be the player for Celtic. That mean, doesn't mean to he say he's not going to play a part in come on in games, but is that what we're wanting? Jota was a guy that was a, one of the first names on your team sheet and you sort of thought Palmer come in and replace him. Hasn't he quite worked like that different players in Weltjotter, Celtic seriously lack creativity out wide because we've seen in a lot of games like Motherwell, uh, St. Johnson, if you can stifle Celtic through the middle, when it gets out wide, you need somebody with that killer instinct, that touch of class, somebody that can beat a man or do something on their own. We don't have that in Yang or Maeda. And when Palmer come on, I don't think he's going to be the guy mm. to beat a man or have the pace to get in behind but he's dangerous. He put that ball in and although it may, might not be a shot, it's threatening. It's threatening. And Maeda and Yang didn't do that the whole game. Even when you're looking at it and Celtic make their first change and James Forrest comes on, you're going, why are we in this position yeah. right now? A lot of wingers and I can't pick the best two they now. Hopefully Tello comes in and does it, but I'm concerned about the wide play.
1: Uh, the thing about Yang is you need to, we're used to seeing players come into Celtic, if not hit the ground running, we're used to seeing them hit the ground jogging do you know what I mean yeah, whereas, yeah. whereas Yang looks as if he's got a bit to go and I know I come on the podcast I say I like Is him 23 and, but yes that's the thing I come on the podcast I say I like him and I enjoy the, the way his approach to the game the, the learning curve for Yang it can't be great it needs to be this do you know what I mean it needs to be straight up it, within about half a season before Christmas he needs to look like he can start games for Celtic it's no really the trajectory's no really taking that sort of shape,
0: yeah. And I, I, I know there's a lot of faith and, and a lot of confidence that Brendan Rodgers can improve 21, players. Sorry. Oh, 21? Oh, right. Well, uh, there we go. Uh, a, bit of, a bit of on the on the go googling there. <laughs> I it's, don't think anyone takes, noticed. Takes <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, 21, it, it still does have time, but I, I know there's a lot of confidence that Brendan Rodgers improves players, but you've, uh, you've got to see. Some basics from from a guy. Let, let, me, put Brandon it, Brandon let me put Rogers. it this
1: way though. Sorry, Stephen. He's got he, he, 21 year. You do have time, but we're in a position now where we need someone to fill that yeah, gap. Yeah, now. that's it. I you suppose
0: know. I suppose Brendan Rodgers might look at it and say, if it's in there, I'll find it because you've got to, you've got to leave the room for doubt there. If it's in yes. you, I'll I'll find it. So, I'm I'm not I'm not writing him off. I don't think anyone's writing him no. off. Just think we just need to see a wee, a wee bit of development from him as all. I think he's he's too prone to. Running into trouble, he doing? Yeah, he done drifting inside the pitch and just running into trouble. Just blocks of play. I suppose if I was to give him any benefit, the doubt he might not be used to playing against styles of this nature. Where if you drift inside the pitch, you're probably just going to run into just congestion in the middle there. But he keeps doing that, so you expect that of your first couple of games because these guys are always you know dead keen to impress, overly enthusiastic sometimes. Just need to kind of. Kind can channel a wee bit more, but it would be good to have some sort of competition for him here because I mm. don't know what that, that sort of represents at the moment. You talk about Tilly, I forgetting he exists because we're now in October and he doesn't seem to be anywhere near um, playing. He, I don't think he's made a bench yet. No, he's played for the B
1: team. I played yeah, a couple of
0: minutes. Not, he's not in the, the Champions League squad. So I, I don't think we can really place any eggs in that basket just yet because we've not really... We can't place any sour grapes in that basket just yet <laughs> because, uh, because we've just not seen anything from him. So as it stands, it's Yang and Forrest. We've got Yang and Forrest on that side. And I've that's, had, that's uh, the
1: problem, isn't it? Because yeah. if if Jota was still here and we know he's not or a player of Jota's capital that was playing every week, then Yang would be getting 20 minutes here, yeah, 40 it, minutes yeah. there and he would, he, he would maybe get to improve that way. But we're calling on the guy going, look, I know you're not ready, but we've literally no one else here. We've got James Forrest whose ability, James Forrest's best attribute is off the ball runs yeah. when he doesn't have the ball that's 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 not what we need at the it's, moment it's quite
0: similar to Lagerbioka in, in a way because I think if you bring a guy like that to the club who you would, you would probably want to begin giving him the odd game here and there the odd cup game the odd sort of relatively easy mm. home game to sort of bed him in a little bit help him grow his confidence alongside Carter Vickers hopefully he can sort of develop but he really has just been brought in and thrown in in the most difficult of circumstances in a literal injury crisis in that yeah. position, massive games, including an Ibrox, a Champions League game, and he's just sort of having to jump in at the deep end and he's learn on the job. Yeah, yeah, He's so I, I do I do sympathise with these guys, but ultimately, the reason you have probably stood out and been brought to a club in like Celtic in the first place is because someone has along the way someone has seen something in you that makes you cut out for this level. So I hope they can sort of develop on what they've been doing recently but I, I do sympathise in that they've just been chucked in and expected to get on with it. Uh, I'm kind of torn on it because I kind of disagree with you. Like yeah. You're 21 years old. Oh, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're 21 years old in Yang's case and you, you've you been playing first team football at your previous club. Going to another club and then not playing is not going to make you a better player. Mm. So you're kind of going right. This is but you night-
1: might have been playing I suppose to disagree with you, so it's like a Mexican standoff, (laughs) (laughs) right? So to disagree with you, well, you disagree with Stephen, I would be saying, yeah, but he might have been playing every week at the level we're seeing, and now he's come to a higher level. We're saying, ah, that level's not good enough, and we're like, well, he's like, well, you need to give me a chance here. I'm I'm doing on the job learning.
2: But Abada came in younger than him and sort of hit the ground running, didn't Mm he? We we have faults in Abada's game, we've talked about them a lot, but he couldn't back up, he couldn't argue with his numbers you're not getting that with Yang yeah. you're not getting anything really he's had one assist and a couple of good dribbles so there was even one where he he got to like just in front of the byline to pass the guy and he takes an extra touch to make the byline right there you're yeah. not going anywhere else so it's just that sort of thing but Lager Bielka I can I kind of, of well kind I feel of the see...
1: same as you feel about Yang about I feel a bit like Lager Bielka I feel like he's making the same mistakes every week and I feel like the mistakes he's making every week are dead simple too long on the ball like, mm, waiting on yeah. the ball far too long. That, to me, is something you pick up in-game. Like, everyone here has played a game of 11-asides or 5-asides. Like, if you're playing with a new group of guys, for talking sake, you don't get that much time in the ball. You immediately think to yourself, right, I, I can't wait about the ball here. I just need to take one touch and move on. He's making that mistake every... He's making it against Rangers. He's making it against Levy. He's making it against against And He's making it against Motherwell. And you think to yourself, why is it taking you weeks and weeks and weeks to realise that you're going to get pressed and the more he makes that mistake, the more it's identified as a mistake in them, the more it's going to happen. So he needs to be super quick on the ball. Teams now are watching him going, if he plays, press him as soon as he's on the ball. And he's making the same mistake every week. That's that's what's frustrating me about him. Yeah, well,
2: Lagabielka played as well. His team, I think, is a wee bit different for him. For me, if you put him alongside Carter Vickers, Nowrotsky, I think it does get fine because central defence is a bit different. It's built up with the partnerships. And I think... His deficiencies in his game can be ironed out. With Yangs, I find it very difficult to see. He's no just gonna in a season or two's time, if he plays 20 games, iron all this out. I just he might be a guy that comes on and has an impact, but he's done that already and has it worked. So while he's playing the now, it's no use, is it? Because if he's going to be an impact player at some point, somebody's gonna get injured and he needs to play, he's playing the now. And he's he's not doing it. Like, I hope the guy does turn out well because I love seeing a guy like that just determined to go at guys, but I need to see some end product soon.
1: Lazio coming up, Stephen. Um it's it's a game that's maybe come around too early for Celtic, but we had Lazio scouted, patreon.com slash twenty minute If you want to support this podcast, get fantastic content such as Scouting of all our Euro opponents. That's available on there, as well as extra videos, extra podcasts, extra writing. Check it all out. Patreon.com slash twenty minute times. Um, we will also have a match reaction podcast for that game. Has it come around a bit too early for Celtic? That's one of my questions. But the second question is, after listening to the excellent scouting podcast with Alex Barker, um, I am slightly more confident.
0: Yeah, he he seems to reckon they're there for the taking, mm. home and away from Celtic. Now, I'm um, I'm confident. I'm I'm sort of encouraged by that by what he said because. I, to develop on what we're saying here about getting them scouted, Alex is a complete neutral. We outsource yeah. the scouting of these teams, so he's not coming at it from a Celtic fans angle. So he said... That the Celtic- Athletics. Yes, the mm-hmm. Athletics Alex own Barker. Alex Barker. Yeah, only the best. Yeah. Only the <laughs> best for us. Uh, he he said that Lazio are a, a good team. They have good players. He, he particularly made mention of uh, Luis Alberto, sorry, uh, who played for Liverpool for about five minutes years ago. But yeah, I remember being quite impressed with him the last time played Lazio, I reckon. Um, he was... He was quite good then. Um, so uh, we made mention of them, but they, they, they haven't had a good start to the season. I'm hugely encouraged uh, also by the fact that Nat Phillips got some minutes yeah. against um, Motherwell, not because I think he's some sort of heroic, game-changing defender for us, but purely the fact that he has a warm body. He is a, <laughs> a, li- a living, breathing <laughs> centre half that we can actually play in good, a game though? of football. I don't know. It looks all right. How fit he is, I don't know, but look, he What's was brought... What's the alternative, to- Iwata? Yeah, that's, that's mm. it. So I, I sat here last week talking about the our options for, for Lazio and I, I forgot that Phillips existed and I started talking about Iwata plane. so at least I can sort of count that out. How fit he is, I don't know, but he was brought to the club as an emergency loan no, not literally that we're not saying Celtic can, can announce the emergency loaning of Nat Phillips but that, to all intents and purposes that's exactly what he is because he was in a crisis so if if he was brought here in the case of an emergency I think we can call the the absence of five centre-backs for one game is probably one of those so he has to step in and he has to perform there's no reason he, he shouldn't I mean he, he comes from albeit a bit part at a good level but he trains with the best. He trains with very, very good players all the time. So hopefully he can he can adapt to this pretty quickly. He looks a little bit shaky, but so does everyone else. Lagerbelka just looks, I mean, he, he looks okay. Yeah, I think he can defend well, but he does have a, a rick in him occasionally. So I'm encouraged by the fact that Nat Phillips is just there so we can play an actual defender in the a actual position. In the air. Yeah, is,
1: We had him scouted as well. We do that with all the new signings as well. Alex said he's a monster in the air, yeah. which could be quite useful.
2: So weird seeing Celtic draw 0-0 60 minutes and you're bringing off a centre-half for another centre-half with no injury (laughs) just because you need to get this guy some game time ahead of it. But I don't know. I I think he'll be a decent stopgap signing, but whether it's going to be fair on him getting tossed in against Lazio is a a big ask for Celtic. No, it's
1: nothing to do with him. No, no, you get him. uh, He he has
2: to play, obviously. Again, if these guys are coming to Celtic, then you have to go in and play. It's Mm. just the the match sharpness for a game like this might be a bit uh, much for him. But look, sink or swim, you're, you're at the big boys. If you had said to Nat Phillips when he's signing for Celtic, do you want to play against Lazio in the Champions League? You're going to say yes, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? So these are the games people want to play and these are the games that you Celtic park under the lights. It's going to be class. It's going to be a very difficult game no matter what Lazio pops up because like when you list off the players, like that midfield, they've got a lot of good players in there and Celtic can be undone by a couple of passes can't they but I, the only thing I, I'm still worrying about is where are Celtic going to create the chances
1: what does it mean for the Champions League group though because what does it mean for the tournament as a whole for us because I think to have any chance of progressing in any form in this we, we need one. Yeah, yeah I think you yeah.
2: need at least six points from our home games uh, to try and stay in Europe beyond Christmas and Lazio and final are probably your best shots at that aren't they and this Lazio one they're coming in off the back of the lost at the weekend, they won during the week and I don't think they had a great result the weekend before so couldn't they really get much better for Celtic if they didn't have Hunter's injuries at the back <laughs> so you have to take it as it comes and you need to play the game on the night and just do your best and see what happens but look, these are the reasons people come to Celtic, they come to
0: play in the Champions League so if MD's phased by it they shouldn't be here. It's going to be massive, though. I'm looking forward to it. I, I do have a little bit of you know, reservations about the team that Celtic can cobble together at the back, but I'm really looking forward to it because it's it's where Celtic want to be. It's where the fans want to be. They want to be hearing that, that music before these games. Plus they're scum. Uh, they're Absolute <laughs> they're scum, scum man. man. Say filth as well. Celtic had
1: a half and half scarf on their official tea. feed. That's
0: right oh, I absolutely get it. <laughs> People hate
1: half and half scarfs, but you do not have a half and half scarf We. Lazio Nazi scumfer
0: F- fascist muck. Aye. So, aye. But, no, aye, it's blue know. and all. Aye, <laughs> Lazio can get in the bin, but it's it's a it's a, a brilliant occasion against baddies, true baddies um, of of European football. So I'm looking pumped forward. Pumped once before as well. Yeah, of course, um, and those were huge. I remember oh, were, those yeah. are brilliant at the time. Um, if you Think back. We've got a <laughs> inferior manager, Charles. All <laughs> right, yeah, enough. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Small time Brendan <laughs> uh, compared to Lenny, but uh, look, it's going to be it's going to be brilliant. It, is, it does represent probably the best chance quite early on of getting on the board, just getting some points there. Mm. And what I said when this group was announced that regardless of who we draw, it doesn't matter. I just want to win. I want to win a game in Europe. I want to win a game in the Champions League for the first time in literally years. First time at home since... over a decade. for, For over 10 years, which is insane. So I want to win at any cost here. I want to beat Lazio. I'm really looking forward to it. And there's no reason us to be fearful of this, Lazio are a big team and you know a quite storied club for for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, but they're they're a, a major European club. But Celtic are catching them. Potentially, maybe famous last words, but potentially a good time coming off a defeat. All sorts of talk of sacking managers and all that kind of stuff. But there there is this sort of uh, Celtic in Europe stuff that that's always at the back of my mind. That they 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 can be. I mean, we're still despite the fact we've got Nat Phillips back still can be got at, um, still quite porous, quite open in midfield and in defence. But Celtic can score goals. I'm hoping that the occasion brings it out in these players. That's what it always does, doesn't it? It's
1: these nights. I mean, I honestly think that, I think that, remember that Rangers game at night at Parkhead? Oh, oh yeah. That is totally, that changed my life, that game, I think. (laughs) Honestly, I think that changed my life because now I just want, a repeat of that, I want those nights under the lights, but it's absolutely rocking at Celtic Park. That's what we're going to get, I think. There's just like a... As the game gets closer, there's a buzz about it. There's a build-up about it. People can smell a bit of blood yeah. in the water with Lazio. You agree, Manny?
2: Yeah, I think this team are sort of due a performance, Certainly, mm. they? We've had the big win against Rangers, but I think they're, they're due a performance. In the- Don't say that too much in front of Lazio <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, I think uh, Wednesday night is the best chance of it, isn't it? Uh, so I think it could be a special one. And as you're saying, look... The feel-good's sort of building up with mm. Celtic, isn't it? The the two contracts last week, the late winner, the Rangers' capitulation, something else happened at the weekend as well, and now Celtic are going into this. They should be confident, they should be sort of settling into the way Rodgers play, is playing and wanting them to be playing. I'm just looking forward to it now, and it, it last season, this season, you're getting that, you know what, I'm not fearful of Celtic mm. in Europe anymore, and that's what you want as a Celtic fan, because there was times where going up against teams like, Please just don't get host. Yes. Now we're going into these games. So I can, do you know what? We could probably get something from them.
1: I think what I'm really interested in seeing, Stephen, is the way Brendan Rodgers approached it. We know Ange had the way he wanted to play the game. Then that's the way he wanted to play it. And he approached it. Whether it was Real Madrid or Ross County, it was the same. Brendan Rodgers tries to be in a wee bit more control of the game. And the performances, as we've already touched on at home, we've kind of got one eye on them. They've not been blown anybody away. They've been professional. They've been controlled. A win's a win. You still get it. I'm really interested to see how Brendan Rodgers approaches this.
0: Well, and the, and the interest in the, on the subject of smelling blood and this and being confident that we can get something from it. There's no reason for Celtic to be fearful and sit back. There's no reason for them not to go for it in a, in a similar style to that Ange would have gone for. But you can be you can be clever about it. You can try and make better use of the ball. Try and be clever and brave on the ball. Just don't be giving it away in key areas. And do I think I said very similar against Feyenoord. You, you don't have to. You don't have to sacrifice all your principles and just line up a, along your own mm. box because it's a big team you're playing against. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the the sort of rumblings about being more pragmatic, whatever that even means in Champions League football. Because we've been over that subject so many times already. I have ju- seen it under Brendan. Just be more pragmatic. That's <laughs> that's the key to getting results against these these teams. So I, I think the key is not to be ultra ultra defensive, but the key is just to be. Better on the ball than we've currently been and well have recently been in Europe. Uh, make good use of the ball, keep it and go at them, go toe-to-toe with them. I don't I don't see any reason not to do that. I don't think they're they're no Real Madrid, they're no Man City, they're no Bayern Munich, they're Lazio. So they're a good team, but they're not they're not a team you just sit off and hope for the best. Let's hope let's try and grind out enough in each draw, or maybe snatch a, a wind. Or the Celtic can go for this and I think they can do well. And that's your message, go for it. Yes. And on that Myth We told you <laughs> We told you You're an
1: absolute myth Martin Melly Stephen, A got Binned 10 months into the job Yeah And the most pleasing thing for me Of everything that's happened is We've sat on this podcast Not just us Lots of Celtic fans have said He'd only had a handful of games at QPR He bladed Giovanni Van Broncos All these signings are duds He's an absolute myth He doesn't know what he's doing He can't beat Celtic He can't win the big games He can't win nothing And every Rangers fans went No no he's this he's that He's brilliant He's not even out the door five minutes (laughs) in there going, he shouldn't
0: have left QPR, he shouldn't have done this, he's
1: an absolute myth. Martin Melli, Brendan Rogers has claimed another Rangers manager. And make no mistake about it, I've been yummy, 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 (laughs) gobbling up all the Rangers content I could get my hands on. And the 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 prevailing message from all of that is can canny beat Celtic. And when did the beginner then start from? It started for him when we won at Ibrox So don't let any Rangers fan tell you that this has got nothing to do with Celtic. When we beat them 1 0, the noose, the gallow was constructed for Michael Beale's Rangers career.
2: Oh, I'm a bit torn with this as well because mm. I was so happy that he's been shown up to be the charlatan that we said he was. Like the fact that he was put on the same sort of level as Ange last season was an utter disgrace by the media <laughs> here, absolutely shambolic.
1: He's been He'll be sh- phoning Ange looking for us and if he's got any jobs going <laughs> soon.
2: <laughs> Ange paved the way and Brendan Rogers said thank you and just booted this guy out the door. Mm. Showing him up, Celtic were in disarray and they still couldn't beat him. Every big game he's come up again, he's blown it. He's got one win towards the end of the season when in a game that meant nothing. And he's been showing up for what he is. Uh, probably a good coach when he's got my people around him, he's not a manager. He is not a manager. He is classless and hopefully this humbles the guy. And I don't mean that to be... I do mean it to be harsh because I think he's came in here, thought he's better than he is, coming in here, trying to convince everybody but he's just trying to convince himself that he's this manager that deserves to be here, then when really he shouldn't have been, and I see if you do come in that, be humble about it, come in and say the right things, try and do the right things, but he just tried to speak as if he knew more than everybody else, and he was going to do this, he was going to do that, he did nothing, you did nothing, and he's lost it, he's lost it, he's out the door, I'm gutted it so early, I mm. thought he would have hung on for maybe the end of this international break, or like Geo did till November, but it won't even be a year since he was in the director's box or in the Loudon, so get that up him. I Look, think he's been classless from the start and he didn't lose it against the uh, Rangers. Do you know when he lost it? When he let that Partick Fissel player score <laughs> <all> that? Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: saw that. I saw that. Look, for me, the the beef I had with Michael Beal was that it, very much like Todd Cantwell, uh, mm. it, incidentally, right? No respect for the game up here whatsoever. No, no. no respect. For, no respect for Celtic. But no, just no respect for Celtic, no respect for Aberdeen either. No respect for no respect for the Rangers manager that was in situ. And I don't really give two shits about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, no. to tell you the truth, but see if you're going to rock up. It was like something that are wrestling, you know, he's, he's filmed in the loud and he's, <laughs> oh my God, he's in the crowd and all that. Like the spectre looming over Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, begging for the job and then you get a shot at it and you make an absolute ass of it. But he came up, here, had no respect for this league. The, the comments about Ange Luck on him lucky. I mean, can you believe that? It was it was just totally classless from him. It, it was quite telling that when Brendan Rodgers got the job, not a peep out the guy no, about no. Brendan Rogers because he knows better. That's why, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he absolutely knows better. And he was just completely showing up. You need to back it up. And that's the same for me as the same with Todd Cantwell. We have seen better players than Todd Cantwell come and go in this league. With Joey Barton. With Joey Barton. We've seen it a million times before. We've seen it all before, we're known press, Todd. And it's the same. Well, to be fair, I'd never quite seen it like Michael Beale. I'd never seen such a charlatan who was completely unaware of his ability as a manager. No. I'd never seen that before especially not at Rangers
0: no and this is all very strong stuff uh, of course about a, a guy who doesn't really concern us he's the, he's the you called
1: up- him a charlatan from the
2: off
0: button. yeah yeah I, and this is all very strong words but it's because it's because of the, how he acted here to be yeah. honest and you you make a good point by bringing up Giovanni van Bronckhorst he's just we, we make fun of him at the time because that's our prerogative we're, we're a rival team podcast we talk about their managers and all that made fun of him but I don't I don't have anything against Giovanni van Bronckhorst as far as I I'm concerned he's just a football manager who happened to manage Rangers, happened to play for them as well. No, no ill feelings. But but I actually, I'm actually reveling in him <laughs> getting sacked like genuinely. I know the I know the, the sort of widespread joke is that oh you don't want him to get sacked because they might get somebody competent in. But I'm I'm balancing all that up and thinking F- no Frank Lampard. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris but, Wilder. But, uh good. Um, his, his They're name? going to copy Celtic's homework and get
1: Muscat. Yeah. That's honestly that is the most see if they get Muscat and that is the most
0: pathetic thing I've ever seen that <laughs> club do. Just a, a, a cheap copy of Ange. Yeah. Get Warnock in and go full Brexit ball. <laughs> so, it. But, uh, but where, where was I going? Uh, I built... Um, I just I think he I think he acted pretty terribly th- th- here and it's lapped up by them and I'm not surprised that I even treated myself to the to, to super scoreboard after the Aberdeen game because of course I did <laughs> uh, that's, that's, even if you just go for a drive just to just to specifically listen to it so I was listening to that and the amount of people who phoned up and said you know what he's a he's a great guy but he's just no god at Rangers he's he's a really good guy he's a really humble really you know, kind of really genuine guy but he's he's not a good enough manager. And that might be a, a sort of fringe opinion of Bill among the Rangers support now, but it doesn't surprise me that at least some of them are impressed by that pompous superiority with nothing behind that it whatsoever. Going. So you're right to point out as well the complete disdain, the complete lack of respect they had for his opponents. I'd be mortified if we had a manager who spoke in Even that there, way. It, yeah, We shouldn't be losing a team like Aberdeen? We shouldn't be losing a team like Aberdeen. They lost at the last time we went up there as well, so that, that's two of the last <laughs> three they've lost against Aberdeen. So again, I'd be mortified if we had a Celtic manager talking in those terms about the this football up here. There are, I mean, again, we do it. We we we're not subject to the same laws that the unwritten laws of. of how these people talk about the game but there, there are certain things you don't do and it's it's talking about other managers and calling them lucky and all that that I was mean, it, that was it yeah, for me honestly that that was that was a ridiculous thing to say about an opposition manager and he tried to walk it back by saying oh but I'm lucky as well but again you've You've conflated two people who you don't deserve it. Di- pre- yeah. You couldn't be more different. Yeah, stop stop lumping yourself in with Anne. Just saying, oh, we're both lucky, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Us? Similar. I've been in this yeah. game for 30 years.
0: <laughs> uh, so, to that, I mean, you, you said about um, how Brendan Rogers yeah, kicked him straight at the door. I, I think in many ways, Anne sort of loosened the jar yeah. and Brendan took that jar and just launched it down a flight of stairs. Oh, Brendan, I only wanted you to open it. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty open. Now. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think he was. Uh, I think he was a pompous presence in, in Scottish football. He, again, it seems like I'm being awfully strong on a guy who doesn't really sort of affect me, but he's a rival manager and all that. But I, th- I think the reason I'm revelling in it so much is because he has failed at a job that he thought he was too good for. Exactly. He he has miserably failed at a job where he thought he was going to come into the league and be king shit uh, mm. and he's anything but the sort. I get it, managers get sacked. It sometimes does not work out for people. It's not a good fit and they move on. Brendan Rodgers has been sacked. Angie's been sacked in the past. Neil Lennon has been sacked. Martin O'Neill has been any name a manager, apart from Pep Guardiola, they've probably been sacked. That's not what I'm getting at. But the fact that none of them walked in and swaggered in and with nothing behind it, absolutely nothing behind it, and expected to be almost for us to be grateful that he had chosen to sort of grace us with his presence his, his Tactical, his coaching genius. <laughs> they, they were lining up in the press to come out yeah. and say, "I've never worked with a coach like it." And even at that, I've seen they called him a genius. Somewhere. Yeah, is it Sterling? Sterling, Sterling called him a genius, but I've even seen the the quotes that generated this in the first place. And some Celtic fans contributed to it at the time as well, because I think at the time when Gerard was here, there was a, a movement to remove any credit from him whatsoever. Mm. And I think we started going, "Well, I think it's Bill who's behind it all along." Turns out it wasn't. Turns out it wasn't because as soon as he was given the reins, COVID,
1: uh, COVID <laughs> was the brains <laughs> behind Gerard. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I've even seen the quote a bit of what Gerard initially said about him. It was something along the lines of, "It would take me 15, 20 years to get as good as Michael Beale at X," mm. but. I don't think he ever really said he's the brains behind the operation. He's basically said, ah, he's quite a good on the pitch coach you know, because that's what he does. Mm. Steven Gerrard was a rookie manager at the time and he didn't quite have the experience on the training ground. That's all he said. He got high in his own supply. Yeah, Beal yeah.
1: did. And um, Scottish football, I'm proud of Scottish football for once because yeah. it chewed that guy up and spat him out <laughs> within a year. And the only thing I'm raging with less, ab- less than yeah, the only thing I'm raging about is I only discovered what his assistant manager looked like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he'd be getting pounded on this but, podcast
0: as well. And to do it on the weekend of Armed Forces oh, Day as well, let like yeah, like the trips down. That poor guy, he would have still have been in his fatigues and his camel when they walked into the office. and well, that's that ruined, doesn't it? I know. Good timing. The day A of solitary but- tear rolls <laughs> down the eye. Captain Tom, the cheek of us. <laughs> Captain Tom down from heaven.
1: Captain Tom, he's wipe,
0: wiping off the camouflage makeup from his face, <laughs> and he's getting this
1: a... <laughs> <laughs> a lonely piper played him down the marble staircases. He had these box of shit under his arm, and on that bombshell, we look forward to seeing who Rangers bring that in, in. Shell. next. Under that cannon shell, we look forward to seeing who Rangers bring in next. Join us next week. Subscribe. Support us on patreon.com slash 20minutetimes. Thank you for watching and listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.